There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. LMFM Sunday Sport. Your sport, your station. You're very welcome back to LMFM Sunday Sport. David Sheehan with you until 5 o'clock. Now, after much speculation, on Tuesday last, both the League of Ireland and the FAI gave Shamrock Rovers the go-ahead to field a second-string team in this year's first division, and that decision was officially ratified by the FAI on Thursday. Now, this news hasn't gone down particularly well with the other teams in the first division, with Longford Town, Cabin Teeley and Drogheda United being particularly vocal on the subject. Here's Drogheda chairman Conor Hoy speaking to LMFM earlier this week. I mean, we're not happy with the situation. We made our views extremely clear last week uh, and why we were opposed to this. We received no formal response or engagement from anyone at the FAI regarding our views. Um, the uh, opinions of the nine clubs in the First Division have been pretty much ignored. And um, we don't feel we've been really listened to at all. And, you know, we're talking about a new era of governance in the FAI. Um, which, quite frankly, um, doesn't seem to be um, in any way improved from the uh, former regime. You know, so I'm not happy about the way this has been done. Now I'm joined on the line by Owen Cowser of the Irish Sun. Owen, uh, let's start with that objection from the other clubs, as referenced by Conor Hoy there in that clip. Um, the argument that they should have maybe had to give their blessing before the addition of another team was included, be it Rovers or somebody else, or that, as Conor said last night, that you know he can't see any benefit to any other clubs other than Shamrock Rovers. Is that a fair point to make? Do you think? Um, I think it's a fair point that there's, well, the benefit is clearly for Shamrock Rovers. They wouldn't be doing it otherwise. Uh, as for, I think I do think the process has worked out badly because the clubs were completely unaware of this until the end of November when we did a story on it. Um, I know of other First Division clubs who then contacted the FEI to start asking about it. I, I do think there should be more consultation. But the reason the National League Executive Committee exists is because if you put all 19 clubs in a room, you'd probably get 25 different agendas. You'd never get anything done. So the whole idea of an executive committee was to get things done. So the process for then choosing it, I think, is fine. But you you shouldn't be asking clubs for their blessing, but I do think you should be talking to them in advance because this probably could have been seen off if they were talking about this when Shamrock Rovers first brought it up in October. And then, you know, we could they could have dealt with all the issues. Whether it happened or not back then, I don't know. But the fact that the clubs were basically blindsided by this in late November and early December is the wrong way to go about it. Yeah, and it seems like lessons haven't really been learned because I was looking during the week at the at the process around the 2013 edition of Shamrock Rovers B to the, to the first division for 2014. And as you were well aware, I'm sure Fran Gavin was asked about it and he said, well, you know, there was an invitation put out there for another club to join the first division. But when he was pressed on whether the other clubs were told that Shamrock Rovers B could be one of the options, he kind of didn't really answer that one. So again, it seems like they were kept in the dark then. It doesn't seem like much has changed in the meantime. And you heard Connor Hoy there talking about, you know, a new era for the FEI. Like, this, this doesn't look great for them, does it? No, no, and I think that's it. We are going back to, like, we all know what the culture of the FEI was like back then. And of course, it has to change. Has it changed? Well, as Connor says, it probably hasn't because they should have been told. The NLEC was reconstituted in uh, 
late October at the council meeting. So that, that, that did come back in. So there was a proper process. Clubs had a, clubs had a right to vote on it. Jim McArdle's on it. He's the vice chairman of the NLEC. So that all that has been done correctly. But it, again, it just comes back to just, they should have told, told the clubs who was in as a possible extra club. And then, I mean, see, see where they're going, see what the lie of the land is, because once the NLEC made that decision, it's, by FEI rules, it's more or less binding. The, the board who met and uh, ratified it the other day just asked, is, that, is all the rules being broken? Clear here, has anything been broken? No. So then they had to ratify it. That's how it works. Aside from the fact that they, you know, they weren't told about it and they weren't informed, and as Connor said, that the views of the clubs were ignored. Why do you think they're they're so against this? Like, you know, there's they've been a pains to kind of say, look, it's this isn't an agenda against Shamrock Rovers. It's just the way the process was handled. But leaving aside the fact that maybe the process wasn't handled as well as it might have been, what kind of objections do you have? I know people have suggested that well, some of the clubs might have gotten players from Rovers on loan that now they won't get because Rovers will have a B team. What what other kind of issues do you think the first division teams have with this? Aside from the way it has it has been handled, yeah. Well, I do think. I mean, quite a few first division clubs have said that. Like, where does this lead? Like next year, do Dundalk, St Patrick's, Athletic, and Cork City all want to have second strings in the first division? I mean, are you going to get a first division where you've got you know nine clubs looking to get promoted and other clubs just coming in and playing fifteen and sixteen year olds because they want to see are they good enough for their first team in the future? Like. Do, does it change things then? I mean, the the last time Shamrock Rovers B were in, I think one week they beat Longford Town, who got promoted, and the following week they lost to Cove Ramblers. So, like, is there going to be, is, is it going to be fair on everyone else? Like, for instance, like, I actually spoke to Vinnie Perth the other day, who admitted that maybe it's something they're not going to do, but he says, but well, it's not going to be fair if just, for instance, Jack Byrne gets injured, and then he comes back, and one week he plays against Drada, and then the following week it's a team of teenagers who go down to Cove and lose. You know, it's, it could turn out like that, and that's unfair on any team who is going for promotion. I know other First Division clubs, just speaking of them, they view it like their league it's a part-time league it's you know it's community against community but it's you can't sell that when you say oh there's also going to be a reserve team there so I I see where they're coming from of course I mean from Shamrock Rovers point of view they I mean they've looked there, there is definitely a gap between the under 19 league and first team everybody knows that every club has that problem and Shamrock Rovers have seen a way to to solve it for them it doesn't solve it for anyone else which is the other problem which is why I think this season I do think there will be more discussions about this about how that gap between under 19 and first team football is bridged that benefits everybody rather than just one or two clubs you referenced Jack Byrne there and I know that was just a, a random example you were picking but yeah. I suppose that the problem with this and what happened the last time with it was I think uh, Shamrock Rovers were allowed to have three outfield players and one goalkeeper who could move from the first team squad to the, to the B squad so something if this if this does go ahead and it looks like at this point in time as of today it's going to go ahead something fairly um, I suppose strong needs to be put down on paper in terms of what they can do with, with their squad of players because as you said if we had a situation where someone was coming back from injury or whatever it might be it would be make a complete mockery of it even more so than some would say it already is yeah, I mean, I believe, I, mean, I couldn't find out exactly how it's going to work myself this week. I think they're still ironing that out. It does sound like it will be more stringent that um, Shamrock Rovers will have to register a squad for the first division and there can be some movement between the squads, but I think it might be almost like transfer windows. I'm, I mean, it is one that I, I'm not I'm not too sure. Could something like that happen where an injured first team player could come, come back and 
play a couple of games in the first. It does sound like they're still ironing that out. Uh, I think the first division clubs are meeting Paul Cook this week, so maybe we'll get more details then. Yeah, and again, that kind of, you know, to go back to your earlier point about the, the time frame around this and, and why clubs weren't told about it sooner, like we're now in January, we're not that far off from the beginning of a new season. This is sort this is the sort of stuff, like we shouldn't now be speculating about what sort of players or what sort of team Shamrock Rovers should have out. Like this is something that, whether they were put in or not, should have been sorted out, you know, a month or two ago, surely at this stage. Yeah, well, originally I think it was meant to be sorted a month ago, but there was queries about whether the National League Executive Committee was fully constituted. Uh, the clubs had voted for their delegates, and um, the FAI had to appoint two members themselves, but that didn't happen until the EGM, or the AGM was reconvened at the end of December. So there was a delay then, but yeah, you are right. Like This is back to why non-League of Ireland fans look at the League of Ireland and think it's a basket case when, as you say, what are we, five, six weeks away from the start of the first division and we've now only got one team in. We don't know what's coming. We still don't know how promotion and relegation is going to work for the 2021 season either because we don't know how it's going to work. Like, is Kieran Lucid's plan there? Are the clubs taking over themselves? Are the FAI going to run it? There's all these things which, because of the way the FAI has been for the last nine months, are, have been relegated down to an afterthought because obviously their financial problems take priority right now but there are all these issues that need to be sorted and the sooner the better just to get just to give everyone some clarity on where we're going we talked about the objections from the clubs and one of the things that was talked about and is still being talked about is that legal action could be taken and Cabin Thiele among others have threatened to not field the team against this Rovers uh, second team or Rovers 2 as they're being called do we know though what grounds on a legal footing clubs you know have if if if, if any uh, to to go down here because I mean I would have thought again not knowing anything about the, the the legal side of things here but that the governing body kind of makes those decisions and everyone else to to a large extent kind of has to fall in line and go along with it but do you do you know of any kind of legal grounds that the clubs have here in terms of challenging this decision? Um, similar to yourself, I don't have a legal background. Uh, I did see the letter in that raised a lot of questions, and a lot of them had to do with the fact that. Uh, the, the new FAI is meant to have a football management committee which reports to the board as it is there right now. There is no football management committee. That hasn't been set up yet. But I believe the FAI board met and their legal advice was that that while it should be there, it doesn't need to happen just yet that if there is no football management committee, the board make all the decisions. So, And the NLEC's decisions are things they rubber stamp. So they see it as clear. The other thing is it's been argued that the current FAI board, it's always been an interim board. They, they all step down and get re-elected um, at the next AGM as part of this whole governance review. So can they make a big decision on something which affects the future? That's why, if, I mean, I know all licenses are only for one year, but nothing says Shamrock Rovers 2 are in the, in the first division in 2021. I mean, I know I've just, as I alluded to there, we don't know what the league's going to look like next year either. But at the moment, they are saying it's just for one year and that's why an interim board can make that decision. I've seen the, le- I've seen the letter which says, and asks these questions, similar to yourself, I don't know, would it work? It was written by a solicitor, so I have to assume they think there's a legal case, but the FAI board did get legal advice before um, that statement came out on Thursday. Just for people that aren't aware, as I mentioned, their Rovers B, as it was back in 2014, were in the first yeah. division. They came and went very quickly. Um, I, I don't know if you might be just want to give people a brief background as, as to why they went so quickly. But, you know, if something like that happened again, where they where they come in and then they go out again, and maybe this talk of Limerick maybe coming back in some shape or form mm-hmm. next year. Again, I don't know whether whether they do come into the league this season, but if they're in and out again, that that's not a great look either. But is it, you know, what was the reason for them dropping out the last time? Do you remember? 
Well, the last time they, I mean, I remember, I think Frank Avon was very annoyed because they'd given a commitment to stay in longer. But uh, if you remember, like, uh, they came in, Colin Hawkins was the manager, uh, Trevor Crawley was the Premier Division manager for Shamrock Rovers then. He left midway through the season, Pat Fenlon came in. So there was a change at the top. The the, the B team back then, like, I think I was talking to a Shamrock Rovers fan recently who said that none of the players who played in that team actually ended up playing for Shamrock Rovers Premier Division side. I think Conor O'Malley and uh, was obviously gone had a good career himself Chris Lyons has had a good career but he, he didn't do it in the Premier Division so none of these players worked I think they looked at it at the time their academy was only starting out they, they did they now say they themselves they did it too early and it, it also came down to just cost I mean like, it's not cheap to run a First Division team I mean, I've heard it's going to cost 80, 90 grand to do, run this team again and I think back then they just decided that they were better off keeping that money invested in their academy investing it in their first team as well. And even in terms of uh, you know the crowds that they were getting supporting them, I read during the week that if, if the Rovers first team were playing on a Friday, then the, the, the second team or the Rovers two could play on a Sunday potentially. But I can't imagine, maybe maybe they will, but I can't imagine there'll be a huge um, set of supporters following that team around, which again, presumably is something that will uh, worry the, the other teams in the division that they're not going to get much of an away crowd turning up. Uh yeah, although I don't know what the travelling support is like in the first division. I think there's quite a few clubs who would have um, small fan bases. Mm. Anyway, and yeah, that that was an issue last time. There was a there was very few fans going. I think I think Galway United ended up getting their biggest home gates of the season when they played them though back then. So there there did seem to be people who came out because it was there was still a Shamrock Rovers name there, similar to a way that the the Premier Division team generally gets decent crowds whenever they wherever they go. Uh, I know for the home games in Tala that they're actually going to play them I think it's Saturday at 2 o'clock and they're hoping that that will get you know the the, the fans of the first team might go because it's on a different time uh, we'd have to fight and see that it happen I went, remember going to a few games last time and uh, like the, the crowds are very poor like you're talking three, 400 I know one of the other points that was made during the week was that other leagues around Europe have B teams like Barcelona, B and Real Madrid, and this kind of stuff. Now, I would venture to say that it's not necessarily comparing light with like because you've got you've got leagues that have twenty teams in the division, and they might have three or four divisions, and they might be playing in the in the third tier. This is a slightly different case, but you know, for people that make that point, do you think that's a, a fair comparison? Then it melts. I think we have to look at what the League of Ireland is. I mean, at the top end, you've got teams like Dundalk, Shamrock Rovers, who, well, ultimately their ambition is to be European group stage regulars. And then at the lower end of the first division, you've got clubs who are, well, I think only one club plays, pays players in pre-season. But a lot of them are amateur. They're they're happy being community clubs with local-based players. That. It, the, the problem is that we've got 19 clubs and we have the same disparity as you have in England between the Premier League, Football League and Conference. When you've got so few clubs that are, cover all of this, I think this is where the issue is, that you can't get everyone to agree on everything because the clubs just have such a wide range of views on everything. Just very finally then, Owen, given all we've spoken about here, is is your gut feeling, first of all, that this will go ahead, but second of all, if it does, and let's assume it will for the moment, would you be kind of worried about the, the, the shape of the first division this season or do you think it, it could actually work out okay and it mightn't be as bad as people fear? Yeah, I, I think it'll be for one season. I do think that now, now that they've they're in I think it'd be very hard to remove them just I think you'd be opening up an entire new can of worms the, the, I know when the first division club spoke the other time there was only five clubs on the phone call and they're very strong that they don't want it I'd be more wondering where were the other four and what, is, what are their views as well so I do think this will happen 
Uh, I think the first division has had well-documented problems down through the years with, well, stories of match fixing and everything. So I don't think it's going to be the worst thing that ever happened. The first division, bad things have happened before. It's only for one year. I mean, there probably will be cases where we mentioned there that um, the Shamrock Rovers team could be erratic and it could actually mess up someone going for promotion at some point. But I do think that over the course of the year that it it won't be terrible and then we'll come back next year and we'll probably have a proper serious discussion about whether this should happen again. And you just mentioned just before we let you go, there is a meeting you said with Paul Cook this week, so I guess we'll, we'll know more as the week goes on. Yeah, I believe it. I believe it's tomorrow actually um, that they're meeting. Uh, I think the clubs are determined, as as you said. Like some clubs are very, very serious about not wanting to face them at all. Uh, I do think now that this meeting should have happened two months ago or three months ago, even uh, to just tell them and, and have this proper discussion. But hopefully, that there's a bit more clarity after that meeting. Okay, well, we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Owen Kayser of the Irish Sun, thanks so much for taking the call. Thanks. LMFM Sunday Sport, your sport, your station. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.